0: I don't know if you guys have noticed that senior home editor Roy Berenson hasn't been on the podcast much lately, but we did. He's been really busy here in the office coordinating the build out of Popular Mechanics' new workshop where we're going to film some of his tips and projects so you can see him on video. In light of his new work, we thought we'd have him come on for an Almost All Roy episode in which he teaches us ingenious winter life hacks and also about crazy stuff he just happens to know. Like the point of the winter versus summer switch on a ceiling fan. I didn't even know ceiling fans had a switch like that. Shop Notes editor and sometimes curious idiot Kevin Dupsick also stops by with advice about not breaking stuff. And tech editor Alex George brings by an $8,000 camera. He has so much cool stuff, you guys. You should really see his desk. Get ready to have the most efficient 2017 ever. I'm Jacqueline Detweiler, and you're listening to the most useful podcast ever. Today, we're doing kind of like a special Roy episode. Wow. I don't know if you know that, Roy.
1: No, I, I feel special just hearing about you it. You
0: should. Right? <laughs> um, we are, we're going to have you on a little bit more often now, I think. Okay. Um, we haven't had you on in a while, and you're everyone loves you.
1: Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm honored.
0: <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about mostly winter stuff, I think, because it's winter. It's not that cold, but it's still winter. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's dark. It's kind dark, of, that's yeah, true. You know. Can yeah, you fix damp. that? No. Yeah, no, that I can't fix, <laughs> uh, unfortunately.
0: Mm-hmm. So the first thing we were talking about earlier is mittens versus gloves. And I always oh, heard, yeah. I mean, even just, I don't work outside so much. Maybe you can tell from my soft, soft hands. But uh, <laughs> oh. Floridian, I, mm-hmm. Floridian hands. I do have Floridian hands. But I always think this when I go skiing. Um, I always want mittens because I can put my hand warmers in there to keep my hands warmer. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's, I'm pro mittens, but, but I'd love to know what the difference is in terms of of uh, working, when you choose mittens, when you choose gloves, what what do we, what's it right. here?
1: Yeah. O- overall, mittens are warmer than gloves. Um, the air cavity surrounding all your fingers grouped together. Uh, Except for your is, poor thumb. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Th- that would be the ultimate thing. Of course, you'd lose some dexterity there if you just had like <laughs> a bag instead of a handbags. instead of mittens. <laughs> yeah, handbags. Um, but. Yeah, the airspace around the fingers contributes to the warming, and you can also have a somewhat thicker garment uh, in the shape of a mitten. If you tried to do that with individual fingers, the extra insulation, of course, would reduce the dexterity, right? Right. Because the now you've got these cucumber-shaped-like things on each finger. I'm going to invent that. Yeah. Cucumber c- fingers. A cu- cucumber glove. Um, so mittens... Are much warmer than than gloves now here's um a tip you okay. know, that i learned uh, an air, an ex air force guy taught me this years and years ago that you use a a glove liner or even a thin glove inside your mittens that's the ultimate for warmth so the, an-
0: the answer to gloves versus mittens is gloves and mittens well that's the ultimate <laughs> Yeah, gloves and mittens i
1: mean now we're talking toasty warm hands yeah.
0: But and hand warmers and stay inside. Yeah, right. And keep your hands under your, tucked <laughs>
1: under your armpits inside wearing gloves and mittens and hand warmers in front of a pot-bellied stove. Um, <laughs> but there's an extra advantage to having the glove inside the mitten. And that is if you need the dexterity of five fully functioning fingers. Say that wow, that's hard to fast. say. Yeah. Five
0: fully functioning fingers.
1: Um, you, can t- you can pull off the mitten. And then you have this protected hand. With a glove on it. Right. By the way, that's a very... You can get this from military surplus, and they're extremely inexpensive.
0: Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh,
1: and they're... I mean, for like 12 bucks, you can get a mitten with liner set, 12 to $20, from these military surplus, and it, they're USA-made. They're very good quality. And lots of people use them in the winter, construction workers particularly. I think in, I
0: see that. Yeah. 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 So, okay, so it's, let's assume now that I have... My mittens under my, excuse me, mittens under my gloves would be very difficult. Gloves under my mittens. And I've come out to my car and my windshield is covered in ice.
1: What do you do? What do
0: I do? And I, how about, how about I don't have an ice scraper?
1: Oh, well, that's really tough. The first thing, start the car. Assuming you can get into it, start it, get the defroster going full blast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let, this is um, a bit of winter efficiency. You get that, you get the inside of the car hot. Um, Once you start forming water under the ice, Mm -hmm. that's actually, now you've got the stream of hot water like flowing out in all directions, loosening the ice from the glass. So sometimes, sometimes you can get a windshield clearer, faster by just leaving it alone and letting that. Don't disturb the top layer of ice. I mean, if we're talking real ice here.
0: Right, right, like a th- yeah.
1: Don't disturb that top layer of ice until you can, in some, some cases you can actually see the water running under the ice. Oh, wow. So the ice is acting as an insulator. This is especially important if it's windy. The ice is acting as an insulator. And that nice warm water is against the glass and it's spreading out, it's running downhill, of course. Right. Um, down,
0: down shield. As down it were. shield.
1: Yeah, but even better. You know, <laughs> you know, now we're now we're getting our terminology straight. <laughs> the water's running down shield, and it's it's you know getting everything loosened up and ready to come off in bigger pieces. Whereas if you start scraping immediately, now we also tested, and I have to say they're pretty effective within reason. Um, these alcohol-based ice melters for your for your windshield we tested them here and you know they do work Uh, they're quite powerful chemically powerful that is so you don't want to be spraying them, sort of. I don't know, for lack of a better term, willy nilly. Willy nilly. <laughs> don't spray them at term. your brother. Don't spray them exactly. on your. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Uh, face. Pe- yeah. Right. Yeah. It'll make a very powerful uh, aftershave. You won't. <laughs> you'll never shave again <laughs> oh after using one of It'll
0: ice de- and also de-hair you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: De- deface you. De- oh You've my been God. defaced. Oh my God. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they do work.
0: It's what it's just alcohol and yeah, then primarily alcohol and
1: and propellant, and the, here's another thing too. In windy conditions, they're not so great. Obviously, you uh, spray that stuff and it goes flying and all. It could get you in the eye. It could get the person right. scraping their car next to you. Uh-huh. Little droplets of that stuff, but it they do melt ice, and the more powerful versions of them have more alcohol in them. A number of companies make them. They're all the same formulation, the less expensive ones. They're called windshield de-icers. You can get them at auto supply stores, supermarkets, hardware stores farther north you go you know the more common they are in a variety of places. i can't imagine why yeah, yeah <laughs> right well
0: he, y- yeah it's I like mean, trying to find a winter coat in florida which i've done before it's hard
1: interestingly enough yeah, yeah l- unless no,
0: you I'm, find like the one that like they got it down there and no one bought it and it's on sale for like ten dollars <laughs> if you're like oh no one needs this here i'll just take this yeah, back in, to New in, York.
1: In, in august yeah you know, in florida hey, we're expecting a cold august here <laughs> in Florida. It's
0: speaking of being cold though so you like that transition there yeah, i like it <laughs> smooth, seamless. <laughs> Thank you. It's almost like I've done this before. Um, what do I do to keep my house warm in the winter? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you run your boiler, but what do you do?
1: Yeah, bo- boilers and furnaces, you know, crank up the thermostat. I think, you know, you've asked me this on a number of our apartment dwellers and other people have asked this over the years. It's, it's actually a fairly common problem in New York where uh, you have a lot of steam heat, which is not unusual Mm -hmm. Uh, pardon me it it is usual in new york it's not usual for the rest of the right those clanking radiators and yeah yeah all of that stuff and often they're not properly maintained they're older uh sometimes they're they've they've not been maintained but they've been monkeyed around with and so they're not operating properly there are some things you can do uh if especially if the apartment faces west or south leave the blinds up during the day get some afternoon sun oh that's a good air, idea obviously most of your heat is going to come from the apartments on either side above if there is an apartment above and mm-hmm. below they're going to radiate heat but there's you know things like that other things to stop drafts under doors mm-hmm. through windows use a plastic film that you apply with a, a hair dryer over oh, drafty what's that? windows
0: yeah i actually have drafty windows
1: yeah i mean that it's, it's not going to help, like, it's, it's not going to make the difference between keeping that apartment toasty warm. But you're going to create almost like an insulated glass effect. Okay. Um, ceiling fans in the winter can be turned on to, and ceiling fan manufacturers will tell you this, To, uh, it's semi-effective, let's put it that way you can recirculate the warm air Uh down from the ceiling, pushing it toward the floor.
0: Now, I have a ceiling fan, I'm gonna have to try this out.
1: Now, you can, but in one case, it'll pull the cold air up off the Uh floor, and in the other rotation, it'll pull the cold air down from the ceiling. Does that make sense? Right. Fans usually have a a switch for Uh control. If you're looking up at it, it's clockwise or counterclockwise. So you can try that. That's another thing to do. I didn't know
0: ceiling fans had a switch on them.
1: Well, some of them, you'd have to look. I mean, it's discreet. You know, it's basically a winter and a summer setting. So, you know, there there's things like that, obviously, and and wear your mittens with the glove inside, tucked under your arm, sitting by the potbelly stove.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, get a potbelly stove. That, a pot- that'll right, pop, yeah.
1: In, in in your Brooklyn apartment, vent it right out the <laughs> window, just. Right out, nobody cares. Definitely,
0: definitely won't be receiving a visit by the authorities for <laughs> right. that.
1: Yeah, or no. my landlord. Yeah, anybody, everybody does it in New York. You know. <laughs> burn, burn whatever you have on. Burn hand. whatever you
0: have. Make yeah. a trash pile in your living room. Cook right. an open can yeah. of beans over it yeah. with yeah. fingerless right. gloves right. on. Yeah, and
1: a can with the right.
0: That's, that's what it, that's what it's like in New yeah. York.
1: Yeah, hope hobo, hobo living. You know.
0: <laughs> Um, All right. So I got one more question. This one is this one's good for you, I think, because you've been having back trouble, as has like our entire office. Yeah. Everybody has thrown out their back in this office.
1: Yeah. It's somehow it's it started with me. And and next thing you know, it's like it's it's migrated. It's like the office cold. Only it's like a back injury. Yeah, really. It's weird. Uh, Um, Well, I mean, I've had a long actually a lifelong history. You'd think somebody with bad back, I I shouldn't have gone and into construction but i did you know yeah. the rest is history
0: yeah so yes you've got a bad back but you still have to shovel your walk presumably unless oh, yeah. you hire somebody yeah. So,
1: yeah no no i do it um, that's crazy first of all it's the old advice you know lift with your legs not with your back so w- to the extent you can you shovel with a straight back now mm. we're talking strictly snow shoveling here not you know, operating a, a snow thrower, which is obviously less. Or cra- like
0: digging diggers. a grave or something. Yeah,
1: yeah right. Or, or chopping down trees with an axe, right. you know. Use your legs to push. Um, don't hold the snow shovel far from your body, which creates your arms are acting as levers, uh-huh. creating additional leverage. So you'll feel less strain holding the shovel closer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is advice from my physical therapist. Uh, You know, men out there, listen to me. Suppress your manly ego. There's no need to (laughs) out-shovel your wife um, or kids or anybody. Uh, You don't have to take gigantic manly scoops. You know, you can take smaller scoops. Right. Um, Yeah, you know, and just go
0: about it. Manly scoops of snow. One thing you never think about. Manly scoops. The manly scoops of snow.
1: Out there with your red and black flannel shirt on. (laughs) With the wind <laughs> With blowing, your you're poly,
0: not your lumberjack beard and your dog right, yeah. named Blue.
1: Yeah, ex- exactly. You know, uh, and you're not even wearing shoes or mittens or, or out maybe there in any shorts, any anything except for your your red I've flannel shirt. I've seen that guy. I can picture this guy. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. First
0: of all, put on some pants, guy. Yeah,
1: that's that's kind of makes us all uncomfortable, even <laughs> us even us manly ones out there, not so manly ones, I should say. <laughs> um, watch your work pattern. Don't move the snow twice. Oh, You know, be efficient. Think about, before you even take that first shovel, think about where you're going to put the snow and how it's going to get there. My, my trick is I, I clear the perimeter, move the snow into the perimeter, and then, um, you know, sort of shovel and lift uh, the snow uh, from the edge, you know, over the edge onto the grass. Uh, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> snow shoveling specifics, the Roy method.
0: The Roy um, method. <laughs>
1: anyway so but think about it you know uh, be efficient don't mm-hmm. don't move it around more than you have to and here's right, i'm just
0: th- picturing like this long walk and you shovel it from the door and then you make a pile behind you and then you just keep moving that pile farther and farther away and then
1: well yeah i mean the thing is you want to move the snow the short it's like uh shoveling dirt or moving anything you want to move it the shortest distance to get it out of your way Right. And here's something you know what before I started doing this some years ago for really heavy snow for lots of it I do my i do the whole back stretching routine stretch thoroughly before mm. i do i don't race out there you know
0: oh yeah what's what's your shovel well you stuff? know
1: what i <clears throat> i use um a shovel from Ames and give them a plug here Uh, they have these nice slippery plastic shovels Mm -hmm. with a nice I love a a wood and I've tried all these ergonomic shovels and all this other stuff and you know what I I came back to my old straight handle you know they call it a d grip on the end it's big it's a grip big enough to get your your whole hand. hand in it right it's a more expensive shovel than like the you know 599 thing in the in the cardboard box at the checkout at the supermarket although actually some of those aren't bad here's one thing i mean i want a shovel that i can push as well as shovel with so i can use it like as a mini snow plow Ah. if i only have four inches of powder snow i just push it right off the walk i don't even shovel it i just walk down the walk just Push it aside.
0: Uh-huh. You know, I saw a, I don't even know if this would work, this is a life hack I saw somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that y- if the snow is wet enough, that you can roll it.
1: So uh, you just like
0: take some and start kind of rolling it like you're making a snowman almost. Yeah. But just like roll it away.
1: Well, it's, you're e- 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 put it this way a good plastic shovel will slide, th- because usually when the snow is that wet, the surface below is wet, uh-huh. which acts as a lubricant, and you can. You know, like just slide sl- it on, just off slide it. it, slide it right off, yeah. slide it right off the surface. Um, so that's wanna, a no to that life.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> a, it's a no. clever.
1: I mean, there are these things called snow rolls. They don't happen very much in this part of the country, but they do happen like out in parts of New England and the plains where this, the wind will actually form this thing that looks like a, a roll. It looks like a jelly Whoa. roll. It's hollow in the center. It's made out of snow. And you see them.
0: Uh, that is amazing. It's like a tumble
1: snow. It's like a Oh tu- yeah, very good. Yeah, like a tumbleweed <laughs> snow thing. <laughs> tumble- <laughs> that wears mittens.
0: That's <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, I want. I'm going to go look at videos yeah, of that. Yeah, snow snow
1: rolls. They're snow weird. Rolls. Yeah, you don't see them very often. You know.
0: Well, I hope everyone stays warm and doesn't throw their back out. I hope you are doing well with your back. Oh, thanks, Jackie. Yeah. Thank you for for joining us for our Super Roy episode. Super Duper Roy episode. Yeah.
1: well, I'm honored. And it was fun. Thanks. Yeah. Cool.
0: Stay warm. Okay, so did you know that we're, we're doing a special Roy episode this episode? So you're like a special edition on the Ooh, You're like I'm a like special a guest on the Roy episode. Tertiary
2: character coming yeah. in on this one.
0: <laughs> you should like run in through the door. Hey guys, Hi. it's Alex the tech editor. Yay! Yay! Oh my god, yay! Um, so you're here to talk to us because we have to have a testing table. We can't not have a testing table even though it's a special Roy episode. Of course. And you're gonna talk to us about a camera that's really expensive and why it's so expensive which is a question i have i mean i don't know i use my iphone camera which is mm-hmm. tiny and works pretty well and that's pretty expensive but it comes with all this other stuff and then there's also there's plenty of i've had cheap cameras over the years and have they've done fine so what is it how much is this one
2: get it with just the body it's about $6500 you get it with a lens, which you absolutely need for it. You're getting into the high four-figure range up there. So you're like over seven 000. thousand dollars, seven thousand dollars, correct. Ish.
0: And what camera is this?
2: Leica M10. So it's what's called this range finder, which means that you look through the lens on it, and it's you see more than what the lens. Sorry, you look through the viewfinder, and you see more than what the lens sees. Uh, so you can time like impro- improvise photography better. It's this type of camera that goes oh, so back like to, if, if
0: say you're gonna shoot like. A safari and there's a lion running, you can see more than the lens can
2: see so that you can plan your lion shot. Correct, okay. yeah. It's this brand of camera, Leica, that all these old guys use. And they're still super expensive because of the glass that's made with them. And here, you should hold it so you can kind of see what I'm talking okay. about.
0: So so this is an... Oh, my God.
2: Very heavy. This is
0: insanely heavy. This that's is, m- I mean, like, wow.
2: So like it's if brass, you- magnesium. It's hand-built in... Um, uh, wow. Germany uh, yeah you can feel how substantial it is I like mean, that I'm
0: just like <laughs> I'm just just bouncing up and down my hands I was like maybe don't do that that's an $8,000 camera
2: so it feels um, I mean it's a digital camera but it feels like that feels like an you know 70s or an 80s old I mean, school feel, still body camera I right? feel like
0: I could do weights with this like this is at least three pounds yes yeah okay so here's my viewfinder on the left Ooh.
2: oh
0: it's got a little mini hole in the center correct what is that so There's that like is a, is that like so a focusing hole? What's correct.
2: Like? So that's the other thing about this: it's manual focus only. So if you ever hand like your camera to somebody, like, "Hey, can you take a picture of me?" They're gonna have no <laughs> the idea. The answer to do with is it. no. Completely <laughs> not. It's a very manual camera. It doesn't even have video. Um, it's got all the every other spec though is out of control. Good. It can shoot in super low likes. So the ISO goes up to fifty thousand. Now, what is ISO? It's uh, the sense like the sensor sensitivity to the light. So basically, oh, okay. the higher the number, the better, the more light it'll take in to shoot in low light. But the trade off is, if you go too high, it'll kind of look washed out and it'll be grainy. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. A this good-
0: is the thing. Low light is the only reason that I've ever really low light and certain colors. And then um, big landscapes, I think, are the only reason I've ever really wanted to buy a nice camera. Yeah. It's like you try to take that really, it's like a beautiful shot. It's evening. There's some sort of candlelit situation. Say you're, I mean, I can think of a particular time I was in Tulum, Mexico, and there is this cute little bar and there's a fire in it and i was like this is adorable i want a photo of this that i will remember forever i take a photo it's like three dots in some black
2: yep. and i was just like this is t- no so, so that was with a that was with like an iphone that six was an iphone 6 yeah yeah I, so the main thing that it comes down to not just for this camera but for any camera is that the size of the sensor on a to actual dedicated camera is multiple times bigger. And that just means it, li- it can get more light in, it can get more visual information. Okay, okay. And unless you know you built a super chunky iPhone or something like that, it's not going to have that. And then you play with the combination of shutter speed, aperture, then ISO too. And that's how you start kind of taking photos that are beyond the automatic on the right. phone or something uh, like do that. Do you
0: even know what this one is? That's the zoom. So you get oh, that's You zoom. Can see oh, okay. this little
2: kind of. Um, you get this little finger notch to control uh-huh. it. And also, so as a complete. I feel like film, if you handed,
0: if you handed me this camera, I would not. you just telling me that now means that I could maybe figure it out if I had several days. But if you were like, take this shot now, I would feel like I'm an ape. Like this is really complicated. It's really. So here,
2: we'll give it. So flip it on. Okay. And now the, so the way the focus to help you with the focus, you look through the viewfinder Then there's a little spot in the center. If anybody's ever used an old school camera you'll recognize this, it has these kind of two halves. Now twist. Oh, use my other hand. Yes. Now twist this little thing there that has, feel that little ridge with your thumb. Now twist that around until the shape completes itself in the center. So when that lines up, that means you have it in focus. Uh,
3: Does that make sense? Yep, yep.
2: Now, see how much work that is? For, you're get, you get much better at it, and even in a few days I've had it, you get better at it, but it's still a ton of work. Yeah, that's... Trade-off Oh, though, my God. You it. You work get really incredible it. photos. Yeah, and that's the other thing. So when you're paying $7,000, $8,000 for a rig like this...
0: <laughs> I just took a photo. Yeah, can you hear it?
2: Yep. Yeah, it's kind of... It's a real... It's a tool. There's a vibe to it. If you look up, you can see the like feel that some people say that you can see on Instagram photos. Mm-hmm. Some people will put-
0: I've heard that before. And, and some of them I know that you can interchange them with old lenses. Right, so yeah.
2: yeah, if you get the right adapter for this one, you can use it for a lens. I think last time I remember we t- talked about one called the SL, that went back to the 40s or like around World War II. Mm-hmm. So you could, with the right one, you can go all the way back.
0: So who who, you're probably not the ideal audience for this. Right. Who would buy this?
2: That's the question think? because it's not even, I mean, this is for, it's not for a photo shoot. Like you wouldn't have that. You would have a DSLR or something like that. But What Canon is a DSLR? Digital single lens reflex. So that means when you look through the viewfinder, there's a, can, there's a mirror inside that is showing you what the lens is seeing. So you can kind of fine tune it exactly how you want to.
0: It's okay. A, and this is not that. Uh, this is no, a, this, this is, is
2: rangefinder mirrorless? is different. Oh, I see. Mirrorless means that it ha- in the viewfinder, there is a um, a digital, like an LCD kind of rendition oh. of what the lens is seeing. Oh, I see. So that's, what me- that's how they're so allowed that's to be not this more either. compact. The rangefinder is a, its own completely different thing. Oh. So the mu- viewfinder is looking at something different than what the lens is, but it's lined up to this precise way that you can make these improvised shots that you wouldn't okay. be able to otherwise. That does actually make sense. Yeah, this is for you know um if you remember somebody like bill cunningham taking pictures on the street or somebody like um i don't know uh like a war photographer yeah i mean that would be something that'd be even better for that but it's uh yeah it's for it's made to be compact they made it so it's slimmer than the other versions and the whole idea is so you can kind of have it and use it really quickly even though it is really heavy
0: right so if you're a war photographer and you listen to this uh this is the camera for you the leica what is it
2: the M10, the
0: Leica M10. Yeah, I mean, and if you, and yeah. also get in touch because I, I would love to talk to a war photographer.
2: Yeah, and we want to see the pictures too. I know. Whatever you guys do with it. Yeah, I mean, if you, and also, it's just one of these brands. It's like, um, I mean, I don't even know what to compare it to. Like people who are really into Austin Healy's or something like that. It's right. Got, it's a company that has like yeah. Tons of heritage. Heard, I mean,
0: I know very little about. This is like my refrain on this podcast. Is I know very little about <laughs> yeah. uh, cameras, and Leica is one that I know i've heard of quite right. quite a bit actually so and they've been around since like the early 1900s yeah forever so I, I you know it seems like this is actually a pretty reasonable camera and uh the weight on this is absolutely amazing yeah so yeah just like, i guess you'd have to hope you don't break it
2: Insure, that's the other idea is that right? so it's got this Get brass on it. and magnesium you could probably drop that thing pretty hard on concrete and it would be okay that's the other thing is that you know, uh-huh. if you drop a point and shoot, it's got cheap plastic, it's probably gonna chip and all that. Uh-huh. That one will kind of get a patina and I think look pretty right, cool. it'll get so you're like, Oh, that's oh, from when yeah.
0: I dropped it in the uh, yeah, I got that in, in, in the Flusia. battle of the right, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so you could pretend that you were a war photographer,
2: oh, maybe. yeah, just tell everybody whatever, yeah,
0: taking photos on your uh, Bahamas vacation, and yep. you're like, Oh, I got this scratch here back when I was shooting in uh, in Iraq,
2: yeah, but you spilled your pina colada on it, and that's yeah, it. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, well, cool. Thanks for stopping by. Feel free to bring us any cool technology items that cost thousands and thousands of dollars, whatever you like. Oh,
2: anytime. Glad <laughs> to.
0: Uh, I'd really like to welcome Kevin Dubsick, who <laughs> I have been calling our Shop Notes editor now because you're not just a curious idiot. You are a curious I'm idiot. I'm more than a curious but idiot. But you're, you're a curious idiot plus. yeah. Yeah, I plus, like to
3: think that you know we'd have shop notes because of my curious, curiosity and my idiocy at not being able to do th- things.
0: This is a really good uh, specific segment for your idiocy. That's it's so true. mean. I don't mean that. No, but for, I understand because it's it's how to prevent doing stupid things while doing work. Yeah, is that the idea? Yeah, yeah. So what what uh what are your shop notes?
3: Okay, so I have like two that are both related. Um, I was thinking about this because (laughs) my mom really likes really practical gifts and she just told me that she finally used a Christmas gift I got for her, which is just a like plastic bump basically that you attach to the floor of your garage. And then when you pull your car in, when you hit it, you know that you've pulled in far enough because she used to like align with a nail on the wall and she thinks the tennis ball hanging from a rope trick is like too unsightly. What is that? Where you just hang a tennis ball from the ceiling. And then when it touches your windshield, you're in far enough. You've never seen that? No. Well, there's enough for you right there. My,
0: my, my family is exceptionally <laughs> impractical.
3: The, okay, so the first one I want to share with you today, which turns out to be the second,
0: <laughs> it is, turns out to actually not be the first thing.
3: Yeah. Is uh, so you can take a tennis ball and you think about like when you see like people with walkers and they have the tennis balls on the front, yes. so it slides along the ground. Yep. Uh, you take the tennis ball, you can do it in the same way, you know, just cut like two slits in it in the shape of an X, and you can put it on the front of like a normal hammer. And now you basically have a rubber mallet. So you Uh, can hammer things without marking them or without denting them. So I think that's that's pretty clever.
0: Yes. Okay. So then what's your next one?
3: Okay. So the second one is, so you're just doing everything with your hammer. You've used a rubber mallet, but then you hammer in a nail and then you realize it's in the wrong place and you need to pull it out. So you can use the claw to pull it out, but you might be worried that the hammer is going to scuff the wall. But you don't want to mess up your wall. I always mess up my wall. Right. So if you take a putty knife, which has just a flat, long fairly flexible blade and put it down next to the nail first you can roll the hammer along the putty knife hey. and then the wall's safe
0: man where do you come up with these things
3: uh actually lots of them come from roy you could probably have just had roy do this
0: <laughs> you're the next roy roy's gotta have a successor
3: i don't know that's a big responsibility
0: well somebody's gotta show yeah, my right. back hurts already
3: so <laughs>
0: so you're all good yeah <laughs> that's our show The most useful podcast ever is produced by the staff of Popular Mechanics and edited by Jesse Wright Mendoza. We'd like to thank Sarah Bentley and Andy Bowers from Panoply and Popular Mechanics editor-in-chief Ryan D'Agostino. Please subscribe to our show on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a comment. We'd love to know what you think. And if you want to read more of Roy's tips, tricks, and infinite wisdom, check out his regular column, Ask Roy, on our website, popularmechanics.com. While you're there, you can subscribe to the print and digital edition of Popular Mechanics magazine for just $13.99 a year. I'm Jacqueline Detweiler. Thanks for listening.